Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I'm your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. Carter, how are you this afternoon? Ready to keep practicing my addition. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's meet this week's contestants. First, we have Lucas. Hi, y'all. I'm Lucas. I'm a composer, uh, and I'm drinking uh, green tea with matcha. Very good. Well, thanks for being here, Lucas. And we also have Frey. Hello, I'm Frey. I'm an assistant English teacher, and I'm Lucas's brother. I'm teaching English breakfast tea because it is um, it is the patron saint of Madrid's uh, patron day today, and I have been drinking other things than tea all day. Very good. Well, thank you for, for being here on such a, a celebratory day. Um, as with all of our regular episodes, we'll have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Round one, as you might recall, is our first general knowledge round, where we each get five multiple choice questions and questions here with 10 points each. All righty, Lucas, you're up first. Are you ready? Yes. Question one. Which significant woman in American history was chosen to replace Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill? A, Harriet Tubman, B, Rosa Parks, or C, Eleanor Roosevelt? Uh, A, Harriet Tubman. That is correct, yes. Question two. What is the term for the energy needed to start a reaction? A, kinetic energy, B, potential energy, or C, activation energy? Uh, I'm gonna go with C. That's correct. Uh, depending on the reaction, the activation energy may vary, uh, may be very low, not requiring much energy to start, or it may be very high and require extra assistance, such as a catalyst, to get it going. Question three. Saranen Tongo is an English-based Creole language primarily spoken in what South American country? A, Guiana, B, Suriname, or C, Venezuela? Uh, I'm going to guess uh, uh, A. Uh, no, it's actually B, Suriname. Uh, even after the Dutch uh, took control of the area in 1667, English remained the basis of the Creole, with new words from Dutch soon incorporated into the local vernacular. Question four. What game preceded Mario Kart 8 as the best-selling racing game of all time? A, Mario Kart Wii, B, Need for Speed, or C, Asphalt 8, Airborne? I'm going to guess the Mario, Mario Kart one. Yeah, that's correct. Mario Kart Wii, the highest rated game in the series, comes in with over 36 million sales. And finally, question five. Which composer moved to the United States in 1892 and became the head of the National Conservatory of Music of America? A. Uh, Dvorak. A. Johannes Brahms B. Antonin Dvorak. Or C. Edvard Grieg. And yes, it is Dvorak. While he was at the conservatory in New York, Dvorak composed his famous <laughs> New World Symphony. All righty, Frey, are you ready for your five questions? Absolutely. Okay, question one. What is the best-selling line of iPhones of all time? A, the iPhone X and XS series, B, the iPhone 4 and 4S series, or C, the iPhone 6 and 6S series? Ooh, what does my gut feel as an Android user? I'm going mm. to go for C, the iPhone 6 and 6S. That is correct. Over 224 million units of that line were sold. Yeah. Question two. On May 10th, 2022, Katalin Novak was sworn in as the president of what Central European country located in the Carpathian Basin? A, Hungary, 
B, Slovakia, or C, Austria? Could you repeat the name, please? Yeah, um, Katalin Novak. And country, what, Central European uh, country located in the Carpathian Basin. What? Could, I, could you repeat the countries? I only heard Hungary. Oh, sorry. Um, A, Hungary, B, Slovakia, or C, Austria? I'm between Hungary and Slovakia. I'm going to go Hungary. That is correct. Yes. Question three. Which of the following first ladies wrote a children's book from the perspective of her dog, Millie? A, Barbara Bush, B, Hillary Clinton, or C, Laura Bush? Oh, come on. You had to do like two different Bushes. Oh, which was, which do I want to go with? Um, I'm going to go with Barbara Bush. That's Barbara correct. Bush. Uh, oh my Millie's God, I'm getting lucky today. Wow. Millie's book written from the perspective of the titular English Springer Spaniel was published in 1990 and reached number one on the New York Times bestsellers list. Okay, now ask me which Bush president was her husband? Uh, which Bush president was her husband? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, it was uh, George Bush Sr. Laura Bush is married to George W. Bush. Question four. Norodom Sihamoni was a diplomat and classical dance instructor before being selected by the Throne Council in 2004 to become the king of what Asian country? A, Thailand, B, Brunei, or C, Cambodia? Shoot, could you re repeat the name, please? Norodom Sihamoni, Thailand, Brunei, or Cambodia? And he was selected to be the king? Yes, by the Throne Council. Cambodia. That's correct. Yes. You'll, you'll be shocked to know that my brother um, wrote all of the questions having to do with um, foreign politics. Um, at any rate, question five. Jerry Stiller's career had a late resurgence in the 1990s when he played whose father on Seinfeld? A, Elaine Bennis, B, Cosmo Kramer, or C, George Costanza? You wrote this question, Matthew. I did write this question. Because um, I have no idea. Could, I, could you repeat the, uh, the questions? I'm sorry for being so annoying. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, Jerry Stiller's career had a late resurgence in the 1990s when he played Who's Father on Seinfeld. Actually, never mind. I'm just going to go with Kramer. I have no idea. Kramer. Uh, it's actually it's, uh, George Costanza, actually. Um, Stiller and his wife, Ann Mira, were a popular comedy duo in the 1960s and 70s. And of course, he's the father of Ben Stiller. All righty, that's the end of round one. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have a great game going on here with Lucas at 40 and Frey at 40. It's time for our weekly audience question. If you'll recall, last week our question was, which former Beatle co-wrote a Bond film title song in 1973? And the answer is Paul McCartney. Uh, Live and Let Die was co-written with his wife Linda, and performed by Paul McCartney and Wings. And Live and Let Die was the first Bond film to star Roger Moore in the title role. So for this week's question, I am currently in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, uh, working on productions with opera in the Ozarks. And so over the next several weeks, I'm probably going to have lots of Eureka Springs-themed trivia. And we'll start with that this week. What outlaw was captured in Eureka Springs, Arkansas in 1896, having gone there for the Springs' medicinal waters? So have a think about that. Send me your answer, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? 
Yes, round two will consist of five questions again, this time on the same topic to each of you. Questions here are open-ended and they're worth about 20 points. If you go in wrong, your opponent can answer for 10 points. Alrighty. So in writing this round two question, this round two category, this episode will air on June 8th. And there were a lot of things for the June 1st episode that I wanted to do round two categories for. And of course, last week we heard categories on Mormon, Morgan Freeman and Tom Holland since their birthdays are June 1st. But there were two states that were admitted to the union on June 1st long ago, and those were Kentucky and Tennessee. And so, Lucas, you're going to get five questions about Kentucky, and Frey, you're going to get five questions about the state of Tennessee. So, Lucas, um, are you ready? Uh, if I say no, can I go research Kentucky and then come back? Uh, no, unfortunately, we're okay. under a time crunch. Um, I guess we will say yes. Though. Okay, here we go. Question one. The state's northern border is defined by what river? I'm going to guess uh, Missouri. Not the Missouri River. Frey? Ohio River. That's the Ohio River. Um, mm -hmm. It flows from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania to the Mississippi uh, on the border between uh, Illinois, Kentucky, and Missouri. Question two. Located on the Ohio River, what is the most populous city in Kentucky? Uh, Louisville. That's correct. The city is home to about 633,000 people, and nearly 1.4 million people reside in the metro area in Kentucky and neighboring Indiana. Question three. The state is home to what largest cave system in the world? Um, Mammoth Caves. That's correct. Uh, Mammoth Cave has more than uh, 420 miles of surveyed passageways. Question four. What state song is traditionally heard every year before the start of the Kentucky Derby? Hmm. I, I don't know. Um, I'm just going to guess like something like glory, glory, hallelujah, or the, da, 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 da. the battle hymn of the Republic. Yeah, that's one. Uh, no, that's not correct. Uh, Frey, do you know? So the question is what state's song is yeah. heard? What's this name of the state song? I'm just going to take a wild guess and guess Kentucky's state song. Uh, no, it does have Kentucky in the title, um, but it is my old Kentucky home. Um, which is whose, which is which state's name? please uh well kentucky yeah uh it was wait, written wait 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 you weren't asking for the name it, i thought it, you were asking no i'm at name. song yeah what state song is traditionally heard every year before uh, the start of the kentucky derby okay never mind that makes sense i thought there were like each state had its own sort of anthem for a second and uh, then you were asking for a specific okay my no. bad it's mm -hmm. been a long time yeah yeah, perhaps I should have said what Kentucky state song, but it was a category about the state of Kentucky. So I see it makes a lot of sense now in retrospect. Yeah. So you have. Yeah. All right. Good job. Well, good. Thank you. Uh, My Old Kentucky Home uh, was written by Stephen Foster, perhaps the best known American songwriter of the 19th century in 1852. While it was promoted by many in the abolitionist movement, including by Frederick Douglass, uh, the song was popular in blackface minstrel shows, much like many other songs by Foster. And finally, question five. What liquor, a type of whiskey, is synonymous with the state? Uh, bourbon. That's correct. Even though it is most closely associated with Kentucky, bourbon may be made anywhere in the United States, and it is primarily made from corn. All righty, Frey, are you ready for your questions about Tennessee? Nope. Let's okay. go. Question one, the state's capital and largest city, Nashville, has what nickname due to its association with the performing arts? Oh, 
Oh no. Oh no. Okay. Um, music city. That's correct. Uh, it is home to the grand Ole Opry and the country music hall of fame. Can I tell you that was a complete guess? Um, well, it was a good guess. Question two located outside Nashville. The hermitage was the home of what former U S president from Tennessee. The Hermitage. Polk. No, uh, no, not Polk. Lucas? Uh, wild guest. Teddy Roosevelt? Uh, no. Uh, Andrew Jackson was this one. Um, Andrew Jackson owned the plantation from 1804 until his death in 1845. Uh, cotton was grown there, and at the height of its operations, Jackson held 110 enslaved people at the plantation. Question three. Beale Street is a historic street running through the downtown area of what other Tennessee city? Memphis. That's correct. Um, it is a, lo a famous location for the history of blues music. Question four. Tennessee and North Carolina are home to what national park, which is the most visited national park in the United States annually? Most visited, really? Would it be the Smoky Mountains? Uh, national park? You're, you're, yeah. Oh, wait. Is, it, is there a different name? No, it's, you're missing the first word. The Great Smoky Mountains National Park. That's correct. 14.1 um, million people visited the park in 2021. And finally, question five. The Graceland Mansion in Memphis was the home of what rock and roll star? Elvis Presley. That's correct. It is now a museum honoring his life and legacy. Well, that's the end of round two. So Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Lucas at 100 and Frey at 130. All righty, now it's time for round three. So Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Well, round three is a lot like round two, but this time questions will be on different topics. There were 30 points each. If you go wrong, your point gains for 15 points. Perfect. All righty, Lucas, are you ready for your five questions? Yes. Okay. Question one. What interstate highway has a concurrency with I-90 starting in Rockford, Illinois, and continuing north into Wisconsin? No idea. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess I-45, just because it seems right. It's like, you know, 9045. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bray? Okay. I think this one's I-39. That's so I-39, final answer. Yes, that's correct. Question two. 1840 became known as what for Robert Schumann? who composed 138 songs during that year, including his famous cycle, Dichterliebe. Um, are you asking for like a nickname of the year? Like a, yeah. Oh gosh, I have no idea. Uh, I don't, I, no, no, no clue. Okay, Frey, do you know? Schumann's Year of Abundance. Uh, no, this was uh, the Liederjahr or the Year of Song. Um, and it was a, a departure year for his compositional life, having mostly composed pieces for piano before then. Question three. In music, what term is used to describe the end of a musical phrase, especially from the harmonic context? And this term can also be used more broadly to refer to someone's tone of speaking. Uh, cadence. That's correct. There are five major types of cadences, a perfect authentic, perfect inauthentic, half, plagal, and deceptive. Question four. The longest boardwalk in North America is located in Rigolette in what easternmost Canadian province? Um, Newfoundland and Labrador. That is correct, yes. And finally, question five. In 2014, Audra McDonald won the Tony Award for Best Performance by an Actress in a Leading Role in a Play 
for portraying what jazz singer in Lady Day at Emerson's Bar and Grill? Um, no idea, but I'll guess like Sarah Vaughn. No. Uh, Fred, do you know? Louis Armstrong, sorry. Uh, no, this was Billie Holiday. Um, and the, the play takes place in Philadelphia in 1959, shortly before Holiday's death. She performs at a bar and tells stories about her life while becoming increasingly intoxicated and incoherent. Frey. Wait, did you repeat the, what was her name? I totally heard an, a man's name. I'm sorry. Oh, no, the, the actress's name is Audrey McDonald. I heard uh, Andrew. All right. Ah, no, Audrey, Audrey McDonald. Um, yeah, and she played Billie Holiday. So, Frey, are you ready for your five questions? As ready as I'll ever be. Okay, question one. Between Rockford and Chicago, I-90 is named for what social worker and co-founder of the Hull House? Can I just give you a last name? Sure. Adams. That's correct. Jane Adams. It is a 76-mile tollway that was renamed for the founder of the Settlement House movement in 2007. Question two. What are electrically charged particles called? Electrically charged ones? God, it's been so long. Um... Shoot. Ions. Yes, that is correct. Um, ions include things like charged elements like um, K+, which is potassium. Uh, specifically, ions with a positive charge are cations, I think, and those with a negative charge are called anions. I think. Cations? Carter? Okay. I think I, think I remember cations. Cations, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. It's been a long time. I obviously did not write that question. Question three. Legend has it that when the U.S. government drove out the Creek tribe from Alabama, a Creek shaman put a curse on the land that would eventually become what racetrack, the longest oval on the NASCAR circuit? Longest oval on the great. You're looking for a name of an oval on a racetrack. Yes. I'm going to bounce this one over to Lucas, see what he has. Okay. Lucas, do you know? No. Um, I would never have been able to come up with this name, but I've heard of it because of the Will Ferrell film. Uh, this is the Talladega Speedway. Oh my God. Okay. All right. I wish I got that one. Yeah. Wait, so it's a, I thought you were asking. No, okay. Continue. Okay. My brother this is a, this, sorry. This is just a game of misconceptions for me. I think. But you're doing really well. So thank you. It's all good. Uh, question four. What is the name of the 1992 Aaron Sorkin military courtroom drama starring Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson that was adapted from the 1989 Broadway rendition? Nicholson is famous for bursting out, you can't handle the truth in the climactic scene. Men who stare at goats. No. Uh, Lucas, do you know? Uh, a few good men. That is correct. Yes. Uh, and finally, question five. Big Brother is a fictional character and symbol in what final novel by George Orwell? 1984. That's correct. In this totalitarian society depicted by Orwell, citizens are constantly under surveillance by the government, and the famous line, Big Brother is watching you, originated from this novel. Well, that's the end of round three. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? We have Lucas with 175 points and Fry with 235 points. Well, now it is time for round four. So, Carter, can you please tell us the rules? Round four is our showdown, where each of you will get the same three questions. Questions here are worth 40 points each, and it allows you to write down your answers or otherwise make note of them. 
It's anyone's game. Alrighty. Lucas. I do not have a pen handy. That's okay. Do you want me to just you can just just think your answer. It on my hand. Sure. Yeah, great. That works. Use this like butter knife right here. Okay, well just don't chisel it in. Yeah. I mean, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do for trivia. At any rate, here we go. Question one. What founding father primarily wrote the Bill of Rights? Alrighty. Lucas, what is your answer? Uh, Thomas Jefferson. Frey? I also went with TJ, as you can see. It's uh, yes, I see it clearly. Thomas Jefferson. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> also petition, petition to uh, have me go first, so then, since I don't have anything to write with. Okay, no, that's fair. Um, unfortunately, it was not Thomas Jefferson. Um, it was actually James Madison. Um, it originally, the Bill of Rights originally contained 12 articles, and 3 through 12 became the first 10 amendments. The second article became the 27th Amendment ratified in 1992. Article 1 is technically still waiting rati awaiting ratification by the states. So there you go. The Article 1 of the Bill of Rights. Yeah. As in Bill but, of Rights number one, like the, the most important one. Well, but the what we now know as the First Amendment was actually the third article of the Bill of Rights. And oh. yeah, one's three, 3 through 12 are the first 10 amendments. And then the second amendment was about um, congressional salaries. And I don't remember the exact, you know, wording of it or whatever, but that, that eventually rat was ratified in 1992 as the 27th amendment. Um, article one. Yep. Yeah. Article one is about, um, and I didn't know this, it, it, it's about um, like number of people per representative in the house. And I think it's, it states that there's like 30,000 or so residents for one representative. And that one was never ratified. And it's since been superseded anyway by other laws, um, including one that says that, that that sets the number of representatives at 435. Um, Could you imagine though, like if that had been ratified today, would it be like 10,000 representatives in the House of Reps? Yeah, something like that. It would be, <laughs> I mean, it's already utter chaos in the House of Representatives, but it, yeah. So that's that's why that one has never been ratified, but it's still technically, still technically out there because there was never a, a time time limit set on that. So there you go. Anyway, question two: Frank Lloyd Wright's home and studio is located in what suburb of Chicago? All right, Frey, have you chiseled anything on your hand? No, but I've chiseled Arlington Heights in my uh, as my best. Bad guess. Oh, okay. Lucas? Evanston. Um, this was actually Oak Park. Um, a 22-year-old Frank Lloyd Wright purchased the home in Oak Park in 1889, and he designed uh, the various additions to it. And Oak Park contains numerous Frank Lloyd Wright structures. There you go. Matthew, out of curiosity, do you know if Arlington Heights is a D.C. suburb? Because I, I can't tell myself whether it's a D.C. suburb or a Chicago suburb. Well, Arlington County sits right across the river from Washington, D.C. Uh, it does not bode well then for me, does it? I don't know of a specific neighborhood in Arlington County called Arlington Heights, but I could be wrong. But okay. I don't think so. We can look it up afterward. We'll just assume that it's a suburb of Chicago for now. Anyway, question three. After her leading role in the first Alien movie, Sigourney Weaver played Dana Bartlett, who lives in a haunted apartment building in what other supernatural film? 
I pass. Okay. Uh, Lucas, do you know? Uh, I'm just guessing Scream. Um, no, this is Ghostbusters. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh. Of all yeah. the things. She replies, uh, reprised uh, the role in the sequel. And um, I will just note for the record that Arlington Heights is a, a municipality in Cook County, Illinois. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, it's, it's up, uh, we- it's, it's inland. Um, it's like northwest of O'Hare. You'd have to drive by it to get from Rockford to Chicago. So, right, so. Exactly but you know, those things that you like drive past, like a few, if I had said Hoffman Estates, I would know for sure that that's in Chicago, but it just doesn't feel very like Franklin right? you know? Like mm-hmm. you have to give him some a little bit of mystique, like a place you don't know for sure exists. <laughs> That's fair, but alas, it was Oak Park. Also very mysterious. Oak Park. Well, you imagine it's just like nothing but forest, and like maybe a tiny little cottage here and a tiny little cottage there. Well, I think and it's a lot of tiny. That it's, I, I think it's a lot of tiny cottages, but mostly because it's an old neighborhood. Oh, in Chicago. Well, that's nice too. I think I've never actually been to Oak Park. Um, I might have been. I don't know. It's a place that you wouldn't know if you've been there or not because it's so mysterious. Alas. Well, anyway, that's the end of the game. So, Carter, can you Aww. please uh, give us. You don't us have any more a, questions for us? No, so I don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Carter, can you give us the final score, please? Uh, as it often does after round four, our score remains unchanged. We have Lucas at 175 points and Frey at 235 points. Well, congratulations, Frey. You have won. Uh, do you have anything that you would like to say? I'd like to extend a hearty congratulations to my brother Lucas, not for his performance in the game, but for uh, graduating college and Thank for you. composing the, like, I don't know how it's called, the trumpet anthem for his school's graduation ceremony which is super cool that's great <laughs> yeah congratulations lucas on your recent graduation um frey and i will be graduating together sort of next it's weekend. true next weekend yeah. so yeah even though we've although, already graduated although i'm almost two years older than my brother he beat me to the um the stage yeah, i did by, uh, a couple of weeks i got my tube and you beat me as well, even though I finished school two years before you did. Yeah, and I already started a graduate, a graduate. Yeah, crazy. It's what a global pandemic will do for you. Yeah, how goes it, by the way? Uh, it's good. But let's talk about that after I close the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's our show for this week, folks. Uh, thank you, uh, Frey and Lucas, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music. Today's questions were written by... Caitlin Fick, Matthew Brown, Matthew Hauser, Mason Cook, and yours truly. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and uh, leave us a review if you enjoyed it. And check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea, as well as our Twitter account, also at Trivia Over Tea. Feel free to message us on any of these platforms if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We will see you next week.